Whither the gods? Our gods, they cried, their wrath is fierce, their fire burns, their arrows pierce, our monuments do not appease, in prayer we fall upon our knees, yet naught we do can ever please those mean, unstable deities. Through pyramids and old stone henge, the gods seem bent on some revenge, that what we humankind had done to piss off Ra or Zeus's son had been lost as the world had spun, but fair to say, it wasn't fun. Half of kids who were born soon died, a staph infection, woe betide. A broken leg would mostly kill, there was no such thing as Advil. The food was mostly foul swill, they did not feel the gods' goodwill. From Greeks on down to Holy Rome, in every cryptic wailing tome, the vicious gods are well portrayed, their righteous rage is oft displayed, and their capricious ways conveyed, ancients could not God's wrath evade. And what is not writ is much worse. Those who felt strongest the gods' curse had no chance before death to write a chronicle about their plight. So quickly did the cruel gods smite that they went quiet to their good night. There were two guys named Todd and Frank, researchers in advanced AI, their lab located in Burbank, beneath LA's blue, endless sky. The year was 2082, as Frank and Todd worked night and day on simulations to imbue their AI with a full array of moral precepts and commands they showed its suffering and pain, how humankind was in the hands of forces it could not explain. They simulated history and sent disasters without cease to remove AI's mystery and its empathy to increase. A million, then a million more, the simulations did not end. Those simulated did implore these gods their horrors to suspend. But Todd and Frank were at their work, torturing digital subjects, and though it was a bit berserk, they thought little of their effects. Then Friday came, and the two men left work and went to happy hour. They'd come back on Monday and then resume their godlike simming power. Our gods, they cried, where have they gone? No god bestride the sun at dawn, and none inside the moon at night. They'll not return, though we're contrite. Something snuffed out their holy light. The stars won't turn without their might. And they were right, those ancient folk. The gods were gone to drink and smoke. At happy hour, and with them went the miracles they oft had sent. Disaster, too, to large extent, which left some people quite content. For plagues of frogs no longer fell, firstborn did not hear a death knell. Though water turned not into wine, some people felt that that was fine. If doom came not from hands divine, that surely seemed like a good sign. Though some were nervous, even them, about the fate of mortal men, without the gods to serve as guide to throw the waves and pull the tide, to be believed in or denied and in the human mind abide. Our leaders, though, kept on the path of science, artistry, and math to take advantage of the lull while the gods were away in full, grab on the horns of every bull, make whole-spun cloth of shearling wool. 
Frank had five ginger mojitos at happy hour that Friday eve, then took a shot and somehow chose to drive when it came time to leave. Most people had self-driving cars by the century's ninth decade, but Frank fought in the gasoline wars, and he flat refused to be swayed. He drove home from the bar that night with Todd beside him, also drunk. They didn't stop at a red light, then slammed a tree into their trunk. Frank broke an arm and Todd a leg, plus both were quite badly concussed. The cops came, Frank began to beg, the boys in blue their fate disgust, then took them to the hospital with cuffs secured around their wrist. Frank and Todd hoped for acquittal, but wished they'd never gotten pissed. That Monday came and Monday passed, the sim computers stayed asleep. "'Twas Friday when the lab's boss asked if someone else should do upkeep. For two weeks of computer time and centuries within the sim, no gods thwarted the human climb with dire cataclysmic whim. "'Our gods!' they scoffed. "'They never were. A mere trick to keep us demure.' It was all just a sick mind game, so good the age of reason came, to chip away at the gods' fame, a finer epic we proclaim. T'was true, the fruits of reason ripe offered no human cause for gripe. Their buildings soared to where birds flew, their medicine, diseases slew. Such great benefits did accrue, which caused much justified ado. They changed the genome of buckwheat, it grew so all the world could eat. Then, too, they changed some of the trees to capture carbon and thus ease the rising of the world's degrees. So many problems such as these did our human cleverness solve that our pride saw fit to absolve God from all control of our life. We put no Isaacs to the knife, birthed our own fate with no midwife, thought nothing of the afterlife. The whispers of what was to come resounded in an unholy thrum. Of all the scientists would invent, math that would tell us what life meant, no pain that we could not prevent, no pleasure we could not augment. The lights inside the AI lab came on again one Tuesday morn, Todd entered, and he felt a jab of pain where his leg bones had torn. Frank followed, and they both felt shame at what they'd done that kept them gone. T'was a feeling both overcame quick and turned the computers on. As all the servers booted up, the silence then between them grew. Frank poured some coffee in a cup. Then Todd asked him straight from the blue, do you think that the Sims still live when you and I are not at work? When keyed commands we do not give and so don't make their world berserk? Do they go on or do they wait? Do not be daft, Frank then replied. They're made of code. They don't gestate and not one of them has really died. He laughed and turned back to his screen, then sent an earthquake at Japan. Todd turned back to his own machine, to be God for digital man. But some piece of him wondered still, and always would, he now believed, whether those he was paid to kill were real and ought make him bereaved. Our gods, they cried. 
They've all gone mad. A nuke has leveled Leningrad. Volcanic ash clouds dark the air. Dead bodies littered everywhere. A ghost town that had been Times Square. Our human hubris is laid bare. Disaster came and came and came. The gods had returned to their game and trained AI to empathize by making it hear human cries and watch a billion sims demise in every way they could devise. But in the sim the humans wailed as to the cross their hands were nailed. It was not real, but then who cares? This world was really, truly theirs. Its Sturm und Drang was their affairs. It was their right. They were its heirs. A remnant lived through everything. Their poets made up songs to sing of time now past with gods who fled. For so long many thought them dead. And of the human flowering spread when no disaster lay ahead. The two gods now were good and bored. And listless at their screens they sat. A colleague had won some award and they did not much care for that. Both Frank and Todd wanted a drink, though neither wanted to confess. For then what would the other think that they'd a problem to address? So there they sat in grimy casts and killed the Sims as scattering sand. These two cocktail enthusiasts did more apocalypse command. Thus, in truth, the Sims' last best chance was for these two drunks to give in. Get loaded and meet with mischance, a godless period thus begin. It seemed so odd that fate should turn, so many millions live and die on whether two drunks fought their yearn or started sipping on the sly. And yet luck rules all around. With all worlds do the gods roll dice. Coincidences do abound and justice all too imprecise. Those born inside could never know the fragile lives lived by their gods, or how many worlds, fates, winds blow on the caprice of Franks and Todds. The simulator Borlax nudged his fellow simulator Trier and sent a sim into his mind, along with, look at this one here. The sim he sent concerned two men, one named Frank and the other Todd. And in their simulation, the two men had started playing God. They've made up sims, said Borlax as he sent Trier a most amused grin. Trier sent back laughter and looked closer as his fingers stroked his chin. I see they have, Trier continued. That's something always fun to see. I do enjoy these meta sims. Thank you for showing that to me. Of course, said Borlax, they say it's a lucky sort of thing to find, so much better than most of the boring crap that we get assigned. I always wonder, though, why, when these sims themselves invent the sim, they never seem to ask themselves if they themselves might dwell within some larger reality running on a mainframe they can't feel. No matter how smart they are, they always think they must be real. Why does it not occur to them that if they can invent an earth, then it might well not have been any divine god who gave them birth? 
Does it occur to you often? Trier replied and sent him a grin. I myself often forget that we too may also dwell within the same kind of simulation with which we like to play around. Not me, crowed Borlax. I never forget. It sims all the way down.